Vanessa. I'm on staff here. Um, I got the call this morning that Pastor Stan, um, Olivia was heading to the hospital, and, you know, I, I encouraged him to stay with her, not because I wanted to preach this morning, because that's kind of scary last minute, but because family comes first. He needs to be with his wife, his children, um, and obviously we don't want her, him leaving Olivia in the hospital, but um, continue to pray for um, Olivia as you go through your week. Um, this has been a challenge for her for the last several, I mean, I guess since November. Um, she's had these challenges. She's been kind of getting back into the swing of things, got a new job, was supposed to be starting this week. So it just stinks that she is now um, kind of back into the hospital and dealing with this again. So um, please keep her in your prayer. And um, have to be ready to preach the gospel, right? So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever God has for you today, for me today. And um, I hope that you'll bear with me. I, I do not have a PowerPoint this morning, so don't fall asleep because there won't be any pretty pictures behind me. Um, but I do. I did at the last minute make notes that you should have received in your bulletin. Um, so something to follow along with. So I'm going to scratch notes if you want to scratch notes on. Um, but I love that Pastor over the last few weeks have been, um, last two Sundays have been talking about parables. And um, I love parables because it's just um, Jesus talking plain talk to his followers and disciples at the time he was he was on earth. And there's so much you can um, get myself together here. There's so much insight from the parables that he went around talking about. And I remember after Pastor went to um, Israel, one of the things he came back and was talking about how it was so neat to walk along the streets and stuff um, in Israel because he was able to see the sand, the rocks, the mountains, the cliffs and stuff that, the, that Jesus is talking about in the Bible. And it just brings to life um, the parables, the, um, the illustration that Jesus talks about. And so we're going to continue on the, the theme of parables this morning. He had asked me to preach after Easter, and I had already told him I had this parable in mind from weeks ago. Um, and so it's just fitting to do it this morning. Um, will you pray with me? I'm a little bit nervous. Um, and so just pray, um, just pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, let the words of my mouth honor you. God, may the words come from you, not from me. God, I, I step aside to let your will and your work be done in this room this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you know, I've been traveling a lot down to my parents. You know my dad died um, a little bit um, more than three weeks ago. And so it's been kind of crazy. But I will say um, I'm talking about a foundation, and we know the parable about the wise man who built his house on a strong foundation. So that's what I'm talking about this morning. But... While I was there, my dad's, my mom's decision for the last month of his life was they wanted to surround their home with just scriptures and worship music, and um, so that's what they did. There was no news playing every once in a while. There might be a sports in the background, but we gathered around my dad, and in his bedroom, we would um, read scripture, we would sing, we would um, talk about things of God, and it was so um, beautiful but hard at the same time. But I loved, um, I missed those times um, just sitting with my sisters and my mom and my brother and my dad and just talking about scriptures and how good God is. And, you know, when you're going through difficult times, it's so important to lean, to lean on scripture because God has given us so much in scripture that is life-giving and is comforting and is peaceful. And so as we were doing that for about a month as I was coming and going back and forth from here to there, um, we just inundated uh, my parents' house with the Spirit of God, and it was so beautiful. People would come visit, and they would say, wow, it just feels so um, peaceful here. Um, we feel the presence of God here. 
And um, that's the way my dad would have wanted it. That's how he wanted to go out with scripture and um, worship music, and that's what we did. But during that time, I filled a lot of journals with prayer and scripture. And some I'm using um, just for my personal um, use, but I also am writing some sermons from them because, you know, when you are focused on God and whatever circumstance, whether good or bad, but when you're spending that concentrating time with God, he, he hears you, and he speaks to us. Sometimes in this busyness of this world, it's, it's so tough to get that quiet time with God, that solitude that he so much desi- desires from us. But when we are able to have that with God, he just pours into our life, and I'm so thankful for that. But one morning as I was, um, it was maybe a few days before my dad passed away, and he was kind of coherent in and out. And um, a lot of people were telling us, you know, you need to tell your dad that it's okay to go. And and we did, and and as a matter of fact, it became a joke. We did it so much, we thought my dad would think we don't want him in here anymore because we were always doing that because everyone was telling us to do that. But um, one of the things that God had really shown me one morning, I was doing my devotions, and I got to their house um, there, and my mom was in the shower, so it was just me and my dad. And um, in my devotions was this parable of the wise man who built his house on the rocks. And and I, I remember, like, just telling my dad, you know, I was at his ear, and I was reading the scripture, and I was praying, and I was just saying, Dad, you know, it's okay. We're going to be fine because we, we have our house built on a strong foundation, partly because of my dad. My dad was a very faithful servant, minister of the gospel, and he instilled in us kids um, and everyone around him that foundation. But more so because God has given us that foundation. When we seek God, he's there. When we're looking for answers, he's there. When we're needing help in our life, he is there. When we go to scripture, when we pray, he is there. And that foundation will sustain us through whatever life challenges brings upon us. And I was telling him that a few days before he died because I was like, Dad, you know, it's okay. We're gonna, he was worried about us, my mom. I said, we're going to be okay because we have a strong foundation in Jesus Christ. And we will get through this. So I'm here to tell you this morning, maybe you are going through a tough time. Maybe you are in a spot that, that you are having difficulties um, moving through life. But God desires to walk with you through that life. And that when you put your foundation and your trust in God, he will lead you through. And so that's my hope for you this morning as we read through Scripture. And as, as I spend a few minutes just talking about the things that God showed me. So if you'll turn with me to Matthew 7. Verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall, because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teacher of the law. Jesus had been has been um, talking since the Sermon on the Mount um, in these parables, and he's giving life lessons using illustrations of probably the things he's looking at, um, the rocks and the sand. And I just love that he um, is able to show such um, scripture of the law 
you know, we have the Old Testament where they were um, dealt the Mosaic law, the very strict law, but you have Jesus who's coming, who um, is the new law, who's giving it through love and through parables. And I think it's so beautiful that um, that's how Jesus taught. And so my first point is being strong in our faith requires a strong foundation. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I love the beach. Anyone else here ready for summer? I'm ready for summer, right? I see the sun shining, but it's still cold outside. Um, but I love the beach. I can sit on the beach all day, give me a good book or some good music and some sunrise to sunset. I'm there. I love it. It is calming. It's peaceful. It's beautiful. It's, I love it. But one of the things that when I was driving in this morning thinking about um, foundation in this parable, I was thinking about the beach. And, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about the beach because I'm sick of winter. But um, I was thinking how when we go to the beach and we're sitting on the sand, we're hot, we want to get into the water to get cooled off. And um, I don't know about you guys, if you spend a lot of time on the beach, I love living on the East Coast because we're close proximity to any beach. Um, But when you stand on the shoreline and the waves come in and, and you put your feet in the sand, the waves come, what happens to your feet? You sit in the sink a little bit, right? And then you move to the next pot. The waves come. You sink a little bit. What a great metaphor for life, right? The waves come. You sink a little bit. You got to move. The waves come. You sink a little bit. And I think that is what Jesus was talking about, the sand. The streams rose and the house fell because that was foolish to not have a strong foundation. And just like when you're standing on the beach and the, the waves come and the and the sand will kind of swallow you up a little bit, life can do that. We can go through life and be all fine and dandy, and the waves hit, and we can begin to sink a little bit. And Jesus tells us, you know, a lot of times we think we get to be a Christian and our life is going to be perfect. We're not going to have those sinking moments. We're not going to have these trials. And I'm going to get to the good news, okay? I'm going to get, I'm going to get there because I know this is getting a little heavy. But Jesus told his disciples his disciples were worried and, and sad about him leaving and dying. And he tells them, John 16, one of my favorite life verses, Jesus tells them, in this world, you are going to have trials. But you take heart, because I've overcome them all. So Jesus is saying, yeah, you are going to have trials in this life. It's going to happen. If you are not going through something, you will. Sorry to give you that hope. <laughs> but And if you haven't experienced trials, well, God bless you. But, but Jesus tells us that we will. And that we have to have a strong foundation. We have to believe in that Jesus is the one who conquers all. We have to have our faith in him. How do we respond to trials? You know, a lot of times, to be honest, eight years ago, when they told me, and I was actually in the parking lot of this church, we were having a meeting, a meal or something on a Saturday, and um, my dad is the fourth person in his family to, to get diagnosed with ALS and die from ALS. And so when I was standing in the parking lot, my sister calls me um, and said, you know, they think that he has ALS. I, you know, at that moment, my faith was shaken. And I, I spent, I'll be honest, can I be honest with you guys this morning? <laughs> um, I was also going through seminary and just going through, um, I know God had a call in my life, but in that moment, I began to doubt God. Do- who are you are who you say you are? Are you the healer? Are you the one who hears my prayers? And we can beat ourselves a lot about doubting God, right? And, and having those lapses in our, in our faith. But I think that's what strengthens us. When we work through it. Now, if you stay there in that stand, 
that the waves are crashing in and you let it keep burying you, burying you, you will sink and sink and sink. But when you move out of it, you're, you're, you can walk. And I think that in, in our faith, when we have those doubts and we let life sink, sink us, and we have those moments where we just feel like life is, is too much and we are sinking and sinking, we gotta keep moving. And it's okay to have those doubts. How does Jesus respond to us when we have our doubts? How does God respond to us? I'm so thankful that we have a God whose grace is limitless, whose mercy is new, because he can handle our, our tough questions, right? And I love that we, I was at uh, summer camp this year, and one of the kids in the youth group, and one of the youth groups that I was um, there with was an atheist and didn't believe in God and had a lot of tough questions. And the speaker was telling a small group of us leaders there, um, you know, because we were saying, oh, that's terrible. You know, this kid, you know, he doesn't believe in God, and what can we do? And the leader said, you know, we have to have faith that our God is, is bigger than that and that he can answer and listen to our tough questions. We have a God, I'm telling you this morning, that can hear your tough questions, that is okay with your tough questions. Because I, I'm thinking back to John the Baptist. Uh, maybe go with me. Flip over a couple pages to Matthew 11. Matthew 11, um, starting at verse 1. After Jesus had finished instructing the twelve disciples, he went up from there to teach and preach in the town of Galilee. When John heard in prison what God was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to, was to come, or should we expect someone else? So here's John Baptist, who we consider a hero in faith, in prison, and he's hearing, while he's in prison, that his friends are coming and tell him the miracles and things that Jesus is doing. And so he is coming in and, and, and is doubting Jesus. Is he truly the Messiah? What did Jesus do? Did he condemn him? Did he say, John the Baptist, you're terrible? No, Jesus told his, his friends to go back and tell John the Baptist what Jesus tells him. Jesus has grace. I think of Thomas. We call him Doubting Thomas. Jesus was resurrected. Everyone's going around telling everybody, you know, Jesus is, is, is alive. And Thomas doesn't believe it. And he says, I won't believe it until I see the, the holes in his hands. So what is, you know, in, in our minds, in our human minds, you know, I, I tend to like to be right. I mean, I'm not that bad, right? But, um, but I might be like, if I was Jesus, I might be like, Thomas, look at my hands. I wasn't lying. And, walk, and turn around and walk. But aren't we glad that God has more grace, that Jesus has more grace than we extend other people? Ouch. But that's true. That's true. That God said, he, or Jesus opened his hands to Thomas and said that I am who I say I am. And he, and he welcomed Thomas back with, with the disciples and into his love. And I think we are so quick to get so mad at people to, to not extend grace. But when we are following a Savior that we want to model, we have to be ready to extend grace. But I'm saying that if you have doubts today, if you are wondering why God has you in the place that you're in, Allow God's grace to be over you. Allow him to say, it's okay, let's talk about it. Because I think that when we talk about it, our grace, our, our faith is strengthened. God's grace is greater than your doubts or questions. Isn't that good news this morning? That whatever that we are doubting, whatever we're going through, that God's grace is greater. And he can handle our tough questions. But what do we do when our foundation is tested? We all have those moments, like I said, 
But we have to be able, and this is your point too. Sorry, I don't have it on the screen. We must move from doubts to faith, from fear to faith. And just like I said, when we are standing at the beach and the, the sand is swallowing us, we have to be able to move. Our, and they, the Bible likens our faith to a walk. And I love in um, Genesis, Noah, when the, one of the, the characteristics that God says about Noah is that he is a man who walks with God. So our faith is a walk. It's not we stand in the same place. It's a walk. Every day we're faced with different trials, with different situations, and we have to keep moving. Because if we stop in our faith, then we're like a baby who never stops growing. We're, we can't have a sure foundation if we don't go through that. So go through those doubts. Go through those questions. Let the sand and the waves come hit you, but keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving forward with God. Because he will, he will strengthen you as you walk with him. Uh, let's go to James uh, chapter 1. Hold on. James chapter 1, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If anything, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault and will be given to him. So there, James is telling us, that our, that we need to be persevere in the faith. And I think the only way we persevere is we keep moving. We keep moving forward through whatever life brings us. And I love one of my um, favorite scriptures is Psalm 66.10. And it says, For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. Isn't that beautiful? That we don't just stay where we are, that God isn't working with us as just some you know, human beings that don't know anything, but he's refining us like silver. And I, I, I don't want to talk about it this morning, but the process of refining silver um, is extensive, and it goes through a lot of fire. And um, just like we can say in life, we go through fire and trials, and, and we'll come out like silver. And, and I think that's beautiful that when, we are, that when, we have, when we're tested, we have to stand firm on God's foundation. Amen? Um, point three. How to build a strong foundation. Actually, I want to go back for one other time. I want to go back to point two. Sorry. Stay with me. Um, one of the things that I have um, realized over the past couple years is, um, not realized, been researching and thinking about the praying, 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 praying of lament. And that sounds so like, oh, lament. So, um, so sad and depressing. But what I have found that when we um, follow the scripture guidelines for prayer and lamenting, especially because we go through times where we have to get tough with God, or not tough with God, but tough with um, ourselves and honest with God. I'll say the word honest. That sounds better. But, um, and I wish I would have put these up because this is a um, process that I have used um, when I'm going through situations or when I need answers um, from God. And these are the steps, and maybe if you follow us on Facebook, maybe I'll put it on Facebook this week. Um, and I wish I would have written it in your notes. Um, but first, we have to address God. We have to believe God who he says he is, right? And just like this morning, we were uh, praying that God is a healer. He is all-sufficient. He is everything that we need. And we need to know who we're praying to. 
that we have a God who is there for us. We have to bring our complaints. I know often we don't like to think about complaining to God, but he wants to hear it because he cares. We have to confess that we trust in God. You have to say, God, we trust you. You have to make your petition. God, what, 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 do, you, what do I want to be seen in this moment? What mountain do I need to have moved? We have to allow God to inter- intervene and to focus our confidence on him. We have to allow him to have the space to intervene in our life and wherever issue, whatever situation we're asking him to come and be a part of, we have to allow him to do that because often, like me, sometimes I like to do things on my own. I like to figure things out on my own. But we have to let God come and do his work in our lives. We have to vow to praise God in all things, that whatever circumstances arise, that whatever the end result of these circumstances are, we have to vow to praise God through it all. That sometimes he answers our prayers and how we want him to. Sometimes he doesn't, but we still must praise God. Now we can move to point three. Are you guys ready? How do we build a strong foundation? And I, obviously, like if you're in children's church, you say, pray and read the Bible. But yes, you need to do those two things. Um, but we have to not just pray and be, read the Bible, but we have to be obedient to his word. We have to submit to our Heavenly Father's will. It's, it's more than just reading black and white scripture. It's doing what he tells us to do in the scripture. It's being obedient. We have to surround ourselves with godly brothers and sisters, just like we are here this morning. You can't do life on your own. You need family. You need friends. You need um, brothers and sisters who have faith that are allowed to go with, through things with you. I'm so thankful for, for this church who has gone through the fire with me. Um, and I, I'm stronger on the other side of it, but that is in part to your, you guys and my friends of the faith, my brothers and sisters who are faithful, who have gone with it with, through me. Because if you have a strong foundation, if you're working towards that strong foundation and you're putting people in your life that are like-minded in your faith, that's only going to make your foundation stronger, right? When you have people who can reassure you of Scripture, who can pray with you. The next thing is take time and solitude to listen and hear God's agenda. And that's tough. Who has, sol- who has time for solitude? I got three kids. I have a job. I have, I have things to do. I don't have time for solitude. But those moments that I do carve out, we have to be in constant communication with God. We don't always have to get away to a quiet place for hours and hours. But if you can, you won't regret it. If you can take time to really listen to God's word, to me it's in the car. I mean, I hear God's more when I'm in the car than anywhere else. I'm in there by myself praying, and I feel like that's when God is really is really um, pouring into my life because it's quiet. But if you can take time to um, get alone, that's the best thing you can do. Because sometimes we are spiritually malnourished, and we get nour- nourishment through reading the word and spending time with God. And I, we all go through moments of life that we are feeling malnourished and that we are feeling tired and maybe um, just needing that nourishment that God provides through his word and through praying. So spend time with God because he will, he will um, nourish you through his word and through, um, and through his word on your life, through the Bible. Um, he, is, he is everything that we need. The last thing to do is to focus on the powerful words of God. Sometimes we can get so caught up in the negativity and the own, the own words that we're putting in, like, I, you know, this situation is never going to handle itself, or I can't handle this, or this or that, this person this, or, or that, or, you know, this situation is too tough. 
But we serve a God who is a God of the impossibility, right? He, everything is possible through God. So focus on powerful words of God, that he is who he said he, who he says he is. And, and I love just to, sometimes when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling powerless, to remind myself of who God is. He says, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the God who heals, the God who has, who provides, the God of hope. He is the way, the, the life, the only God, the truth, the peace, the comfort, and the love of all loves. We have to remember that this is the God that we serve. This is the God who wants to pour into your life. And when you're praying, when you're thinking about um, the tough times you're going through, remind yourself of who God is. He is the name above all names. He is the only God. And we have to remember that. I want to end with um, a prayer that I think is so beautiful. It's found in Philippians. And I think I have it in your notes. Is that right? My notes are all over my book this morning. Sorry. Bear with me. And worship team, if you guys want to come up, I think we're going to be ending in a a few minutes. These um, parables, I think, are so so life-changing for me. They're small, tiny little bits and pieces of scripture, of illustration that that Jesus used to speak to us. And I think that you know, whatever life, whatever life brings you, whatever you're going through, good or bad, that when you have your foundation in God, you won't be moved. That whatever you're going through, you will be able to see it through because God will see you through it. Not in ourselves, but when we have that foundation in God, he will do what he needs to do for his purpose in our lives. So Philippians 1, 9 through 10 says, And this is my prayer, that you, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And the part I love the most is that, that, in your, lo- that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so you may be able to discern what is best and pure and blameless. I love scripture. The Bible has everything that we need for this life. Everything we need is found in here. And it is our it's God's gift to us for living a life of abundance, a life of that can show us the way, that it holds promises, that whatever life brings at us, we can get through it because his his word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? That what was written in this book centuries ago, it still holds true today. And I'm a living testament of that. I'm sure so many of you can attest to that too. That the promises found in this book are good, and they're for the benefit of us. And we have have a Savior who lovingly inspired men to write this scripture so that we can have this every day that we can focus on this instead of our problems, that we can focus on Scripture and who God is and His power and not our weakness, His strength, not our weakness. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad for that this morning. I'm so glad that we have a God who, who says, it's okay if you're weak. Bring me your burdens. Give them to me and I'll take them from you. It's okay if you're tired. 
I will, I will give you rest. It's okay if you're down in spirit. He will bring you joy. The, the scripture says that he will turn our mourning into dancing. I love that. That the joy of the Lord will be our strength. How can you go through hard times and have joy? Only through God. That's the peace of God. That's the love of God. I pray that this love and peace surrounds you today. Will you stand with me this morning? I want to end in a prayer over you. Um, If you have a need that you would like me to pray with, I'll be here. I can pray for you. Please think about um, and pray for Pastor Stan and Olivia this week. Um, when I can get more information, we will send out emails. If you follow him on Facebook, he may update that um, his Facebook page. But, but when you think of them, pray for them. They need all of our prayers. They need a church who's supporting of them. Um, and I know you guys are. But they, um, are, they're really relying on our prayer and support right now. Because their family has gone through a lot and is going through a lot. And he's our pastor. We have to stand beside him. We have to hold him up when he's weak and his family. So when you think about them, pray for them this week. But my prayer for you is that you put your trust in God, that you build that strong foundation. No matter your age, no matter whatever life has brought you, whatever your circumstances, that you look to God in his scripture, that you pray, that you seek his wisdom, and that you have a strong foundation. If you're a parent, we have to have a strong foundation for our children. They have to see us. They have to see us standing on the promises of God. Maybe you're not married, you're single, you're young. This is the best time to start it. But really, until we die, we're always building on the foundation, right? We're always looking to Scripture. We're always being renewed day by day in our faith. So that's my prayer for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning that God, just like you told the disciples and the followers that on that day about the parable of the wise and the foolish builder, God, that we will be the wise builders, that we will seek to have a strong base foundation that's on you, God, because you are the solid rock. You are the rock that we build our lives on, God, that whatever storms come, whatever situations we face today, this week, or yesterday, God, that we put our hope in you, that we won't be turned or swayed by side by side, that when the waves come, that the winds come, that we won't be crashed down, that we can stand firm knowing that you have given us everything that we need, that you are the hope, that you are our freedom, that you are our joy, our life. God, I pray that they have this foundation. God, I pray that they that people come into their lives that, that can help them with their foundation, that can speak words of life into them. And God, I pray that we also are encouraging other people, encouraging other people to have a strong foundation. And God, that we can be a people that show life when life gets crazy and gets hard, that we put our trust in God. And, and because we have our trust in you, God, we won't fall. And that, God, we're so thankful that you can handle our tough questions and our doubts and those times that seem insurmountable of problems, but God, that we have a hope and trust in you, that you will bring us out of the fire, that just like David says in Psalms, that we are refined as silver, that we go through the process of refinement, and we have at the end perseverance and our confidence that's in you. God, I pray for every person in this, in this room that has a need, 
God, whether it's financial, I pray that you bring provision. God, if it's a relationship issue, I pray that you will bring peace to that relationship. God, if, I pray that there's, if there's a, a person in here that needs healing, God, that you will bring healing into to whatever situation they have. God, if there's a person in this room that needs peace today, God, I pray that you overwhelm them with your awesome peace. And God, as we go through this week, Lord, I pray that you are with my brothers and sisters here, that they keep building on their foundation, that when the waves come, they will keep moving with you, that we will walk step by step with you. As you light our pathway, God, may we walk step in step with you. God, I pray again for Olivia and the Nelson family, that you will bring healing over her body, that you will bring peace to that situation. God, we know that the enemy is roaring. He doesn't want us to live in peace. He doesn't want Olivia's health. But God, that you are the God who brings health, and by the power of Jesus Christ, by his resurrection power, by his work on the cross, that she can have complete healing, that they can have complete peace and trust in you, God, that you are their comfort, and that you are there right now. God, I thank you for your hope and your freedom. God, we are a people that are so grateful and thankful for everything that you have given us. And that we, as we look forward to Easter, and we think about the work that you did on the cross for us, we are so thankful and grateful. There's no words that can express everything that you mean to us, but we're so thankful. And God, we do give you all the glory. All the honor is yours, God. It belongs to no one else but you. At the end of the day, God, it's at your throne room that all the glory and all the honor is pouring in. That, it, that whatever happens in our life belongs to you. That you hold us at our, good t- at our bad times, but you're also there in our good times. And we are so thankful for that this morning. God, for this week, may your presence be in the lives of my brothers and sisters. May you be with them in their work, in their school, and their going about. That wherever they are, God, that your presence will be there too. That you will be there guiding and leading them. I'm so thankful, God, for this great church and these great people. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. deserve the glory